Yo, what's good for the taste show? It's been a hot minute. CJ and B, you know, and again, you know, I say digital satellite like it's 1999, but you know, digital streaming providers for the DSPs for the new era. This week we are in with our family, secondary to none, the host with the most out there in Colorado. Uh, our family, first off, brethren, B love on the show. What's good? One more time. What up, man? I'm gonna tell you right now, that last little bit went on. What did you know? I, I know, because I got like, I was giving you the intro, and I was like, damn, remember when folks used to actually say that? Host with the most. And then they'd be like, uh, it's just Reg, though. Reg, he just got on from working over at the right prom shows. I'm telling you this right now. It's going to be, it's, it's a handful of people that are listening to this that only remember the radio. Like, some of them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, outside of that, you might be talking to the wrong crowd. You might have to go to, like, Bible <laughs> stuff or something to get people to remember that. Yeah, host of the most is still in the pantheon with strictly for the grown and sexy, ladies free before uh, waiters tip the the bartenders for their drinks or the daughter. I'm here till Thursday. Shit, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here all week. I'm here to, yeah, tip your waitress. Yeah, one of them little shits. What's good with you though, man? Man, chilling, man. Just trying to, just trying to keep it moving, man. Staying out the way. So let's make sure we just get out of the way. The particulars. Uh, make sure that you follow at for the taste show. That is at four and not like the number, but F O R T H E T A S T E S H O W. Man, you know it's, it's been the holidays, so you know the little bit of the hangover is still getting there. I wish I could use that as an excuse. I'm just being slow with my speech. Uh, for the at for the taste show, and then on Twitter at show underscore taste. Also follow BK Norris thirteen and Mr. Duncan four. And for our families, it is underscore at Sando. Still don't necessarily yes, tell the story why it is Sando, but you will have to get behind his paywall to be able to hear the story at his OnlyFans page for him to be able to tell you. About why his tagline is that, but it's good. Yeah. Now we just gonna go ahead since I spent so much time getting into the the particulars. I just want to be able to get into the nuts and bolts of certain things. It is that time of the year where we have like that cornucopia of sports going on between the NFL starting to hit its like back end going into the playoff stretch and teams that actually got a shot. You are the official for the taste NFL analyst and counsel it about anything that involves the pigskin when it comes to pro and college. And we are finishing up with some of the, the rivalry games, college football. So we wanted to make sure we got you back on this week. First off, when we yes, talk sir. about, I want to go ahead and start with the college first, actually. There's, no. uh, I, I know. Nah, don't we, get me started. We, now, as we recorded this episode, we are in Thanksgiving weekend. So we'll give you guys a little bit of a timestamp of when we're recording this here. Uh, so during Thanksgiving weekend, some games have happened on the college football Friday and more in particular Saturday that. Rivalry week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, rivalry week has actually hit a little bit. We have a couple weeks left. The first thought is, is there anybody that's really going to stand out outside of the four teams that are basically being looked at of getting into the playoff now? Uh, you know, well, Clemson is basically a lock the way they mud stomping folks with one more game to go. You know, yeah. You've got LSU. And, yeah, they're playing in the SEC. Georgia always finds a way to come up short. And this is probably one of the weaker Georgia teams of prior years past. Georgia is currently the number four team, but the number five, as of this recording, ain't number five no more. 
uh, with Alabama going down in their Iron Bowl to Auburn oh, um, and helping awful. helping awful. Gus Malzahn uh, keep another job for you know another three or four years is off of that win. You know, you got Utah still in the mix. What what are your thoughts? I mean, besides again, Clemson looks like mm-hmm. they're going to be a lock. LSU seems like they're going to be good money. But what do you thoughts? But you forget. But you 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 left out you left out the the. The pertinent piece, though, Ohio State dog walked Michigan today. So it wasn't, and, and all of these games, like I watched almost, I, I watched almost all of the games. LSU, I think, is on right now, but they they dry humping A and M up and down the field. Jesus I think it's like thirty one is it's thirty one to zero, and they just started the third quarter. I don't know, man. Like I, a lot needed to happen today. For, I, I'm an Alabama fan to the heart. I'm a Saban fan all day long. I I liked him when he was there. I've always been a Saban fan. But wait, were you um, a Saban fan when he was at the Dolphins? I didn't understand that. So no. Okay. All right. I didn't understand that. that Just was trying like, to get context. That Saban going Saban going to the Dolphins was equivalent to pawning your DVDs and then finding out it's going to cost you more to get them shits back. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the folks when you went to the Super Pony and you saw Friday after next seven copies of them stacked on top of each other. Uh, nobody cash in the flash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, but it was it, like today. Today was just wild, man. With I don't know, a, a lot of people thought Texas A&M would have a little bit of a chance to knock off LSU. Seeing as how that's not gonna happen, Ohio State clearly, clearly is gonna stay solidified because they beat another ranked team. So LSU doesn't have a, a real chance at ending up at number one. So that college, that college playoff already is 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 stamped. I still don't know how Georgia is there. I, I'm guessing because of the strength of schedule and they beat more ranked teams. Yeah, is that what I'm going off of? Yeah, and the only team out of the current four. Or as of, like we said, this is a Thanksgiving weekend recording. As of this recording, the only team that's on the outside looking in that still has a shot of getting in would be, to me, Oklahoma. And truth be told, we've seen that story before. So if they could find, and the thing is, is only way that Georgia actually gets in is if they win out. And then it still poses the question, even if Georgia, let's say, wins next week in the SEC championship, a one-loss LSU still should not get knocked out, even if Georgia does knock them out But you game. still got, but the other part two, if we're, again, we're talking about the strength of schedule, you still got to count up Minnesota and you got to count up Penn State. If we're talking about, because now you're looking at one-loss teams, so you got to count them up. You got to count both of them up. I don't know if Minnesota won today? No, no, but no. Minnesota. They, they got dog walked by Wisconsin, who's going to be playing oh, Ohio shit, State in the Big Ten title game. So that's what I mean. Right, As a, never mind. Yeah, it, it's basic. You're looking at Ohio State. They win, they're going to be in. And even if they were to take an L, a two win, or sorry, two loss Minnesota team, not Minnesota, a two loss Wisconsin team, forgive me, is not going to be able to get in, even with such a big L, you know, taking that upset over a potential undefeated Ohio State team. But right. let's just say that they did do that. Ohio State would still most likely drop in. If all the teams that are currently undefeated lost, the likelihood is that they would still find a way to get in outside of potentially Clemson, just because people look at the ACC as a basketball conference, even with them being two out of the last three time defending national champions, if you believe in that championship. Yeah, uh, but next week, you still got to count next week up, though, too, because next week got a lot of got a lot of uh, games with some, with some pop behind them. You got Georgia right. playing LSU. That's right. 
So we're going we gonna to see how that goes. Who else plays next week? You've got Georgia. What we're pretty much be looking at is Georgia, LSU, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and we still can't necessarily push them all the way out because technically they've got a chance, but it'll be the Pac-12 championship will be Utah versus Oregon. Oregon will now be playing the sleeper because Oregon found a way to smoke one off last week in Arizona yeah. State. As we currently right. are recording this episode, Utah is playing, but we're not going to give you no up-to-date scores because then that's you know copyright infringements with the Pac-12 and S- all that other stuff. We don't need that just yet. Yeah, next week's going to be Judgment Week, and that'll be the, the one where we want to end up looking at just what the matchups are going to be. It's been one of those weeks where it seems like this is it was supposed to be typically a quiet week, but it's had a little bit of sizzle to it in the college football game. You did bring up with Ohio State and with Michigan. So the last question I'm going to have with you on the college football before we switch to pro is how many more L's can Jim Harbaugh take at Michigan? Thought that he might have a chance when Urban left because he said that he wasn't feeling good. When all reality, he just wanted to get to warmer weather and get himself set up for that USC job. And even still, yeah. you know, Harbaugh and the khakis, they got the Jordan brand behind him and still couldn't find a way to pull out a W again this year. Yeah, man, but that. I mean, they're gonna get a bowl game, so he gonna he gonna lock that back up. I, I don't know. I, I I think he got maybe one more season. I don't think they're gonna let him go. And they just signed him to some crazy ass deal like two years ago last year. Yeah, but he, did it? They yeah, he's zero five. Some they said most coaches have never went that long at Michigan because they've been fired typically. You know, Rich Rod is looking at this like I am baffled. But he at Harbaugh, a different coach though. Yeah, Harbaugh, he's different a Michigan coach man. They, he went there and all that stuff. I, I guess. Yeah, but, but aside from that, like he still, it would. I think the ramifications of them losing would mean a lot more. Would put his job on 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 tilt if if they weren't ranked. Now we'll see where they go out in the rankings for losing this game. I don't, I don't see them. I don't see it being anything crazy because a lot of ranked teams lost today. Again, the, the strength of schedule and them being who they are. The, Michigan's not a bad team, you know what I'm saying? But they just they just somehow find a way to just fuck shit off when when they don't need to. Well, we'll see how they end up finishing out, and we'll look forward to their Michigan travelers going to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl since you said they're going to get a bowl because that's basically what they're looking at. And when we get a chance after the season's over to go through some of the most overrated because they think their programs are greater than what they are and, and you know, living the glory days uh, ranking, I'll condense that that title of it, but you get my point. There's a whole lot yeah. of programs that just are living in the glory days and newsflash, a lot of them involved being in the flyover states of America. Uh, yeah. But let's go ahead and get over to the pro game because that's the one that we still have a little bit of time in where it's still the, the concept is still forming of what we're going to actually see, but we're seeing some hellified storylines of you know MVP races, um, quarterbacks Everything. in play, Division shaping up conferences of who's going to get the edge. And there was something that you said before we recorded that I had to write down in the the pre-write-ups for the show. But you said that you thought that the NFC was going to be the side that was going to get the chip, and it's a bloodbath over there. So go ahead. You just look at everything that's going on in the the NFC. In the NFC, you got – the Seahawks are nine and two, and they got they they locked for a wild card. Yeah. Nine and two and a wild card. Come on, man. Like I, I get it. Don't get me wrong, but you got you got a lot of. <sighs> it's so much smoke in the NFC. It's ridiculous. You got the Niners. 
you got the Seahawks, you got the Vikings, you got the the uh, Saints, you got um, who else? Who else? Green Bay, the Rams. You got them. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, we talking about playoffs. Mm. We talking about playoffs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm not, gonna, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's your team, I really am. But Jesus, Mary and Joseph, the way that they got rolled up on by Lamar and your second cousin Jackson out there in Baltimore, oh, they came all the way to the West Coast and put a hit up on them. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. It the wasn't NFC even is- a hit. It wasn't even a hit. That shit was like that. <laughs> I don't have no real good analogies for that. That was like it was bad. It was just bad. Let's that just, was like let's fighting a kid who go to class in them barracks outside the regular classes. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that shit was it was awful, yo. Like I didn't think it was gonna be that bad. We do this little shit at my job where we where we do the pickums, okay, or whatever. Where you know what I'm saying where you pick the games of the week and whatever. It's a five dollar buy in and. Depending on how you do, you you end up getting a little bit of bread at the end of the week. So we all picking the game, and now everybody trying to pick the score. Like, nah, it's not gonna be that bad. I'm like, uh, I say maybe twenty eight to thirteen. That's I was so far off. Well, I mean, no, it wasn't. (laughs) I was so far off. Uh, I mean, the betting lines closed, I think, like at three and a half where L.A. was a dog. And that was good money to lay down, especially at home. You know, I, I let's just put it this way. When the game was going on, I was on a road trip. And if I could have had anything else to listen to on the road trip besides that game, because my my Bluetooth was getting in and out with my Wi-Fi uh, and getting that 4G. So I was basically doing sports talk like it was 2005 trying to drive through on the road. It just they had that game on it, and it just sounded so sad. And I could hear how fast Lamar and them was just putting on putting in work on the team. It it was tough, but I, yeah. I I can't imagine what trying to defend him is like on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like watching it on TV, it's spectacular over a twenty piece wings. Like actually <laughs> trying to watch it, like <laughs> trying to stop him on the field. Hey yo, that shit is. Nah, man, he looked like a creative player. They just—he just got um, what was it? What was the shit he just got on Madden? He just got um, uh, he just got uh, the faster speed or whatever. They rated him faster than Vic on Madden. Now, I know that don't mean a lot to a lot of people, but you gotta understand to the Madden heads, that's ridiculous. You gotta be doing something ridiculous in real life to get that ranking on a video game. Oh yeah, for our generation, that's like somebody saying that. Babe Ruth actually had more home runs than somebody in the Negro Leagues and it was stamped on one of his baseball cards. Like it's it's yeah, a certified yeah. where all sides and all parties respect what happened. Yeah, straight up. Well, all right. Like you said, the NFC's got a whole lot of work going on and that's respect. I gotta give respect, especially for being such a tried and true, which you've already put out there into the universe, Patriots fan with the AFC. Let's go ahead and get a little bit of perspective with the AFC too. A lot of shakeup. And some of that has just contributed to, you know, some injuries, uh, the weather being a little bit nasty, certain ways that yeah. the schedule is lining up with certain teams. As we currently look at it, you know, you do have some Stanford in New England being there at the top spot. And then you yeah. also have the Kansas City Chiefs sitting there fighting. If the Raiders could remember that they are supposed to be tanking before they come to Vegas so they can get one more extra draft pick off the, the Chicago Bears, Khalil Mack deal, um, a little bit higher up. 
You got Kansas City still in play. Um, you got the Texans too. Texans are still, still in play there too. Texans yeah, still. Yeah, you still got to count them up. And then in the North, you know, we were just talking about the the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, if there's any team that's got a real legit chance of being able to go back into Foxborough in the wintertime and do that same work, it could be them. Maybe. We'll see, man. We'll see. Foxborough is a different thing in the playoffs. This is it's a different planet in the playoffs. But, again, you got the teams that you just mentioned. Like, I <laughs> – I don't see anybody. I, my pick for the championship game already is is Baltimore and New England. Off for it. Okay. Mahomes is going to do his thing. Mahomes is going to put up numbers on you, but the the, the Chiefs' defense is 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 garbage juice. Um, the Texans just some for some reason just always seem to just fuck off the rest of the season at the end of the season. Like it's just they find <laughs> a way to, to play wild card weekend. Like even if they've got a chance to be a top two seed, they'll find a way to slip two games and get in that wild card weekend. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it, man. Those are the teams you really got to worry about in that. In the in the AFC, I don't think I'm missing anybody either. Like who, like shit, wild card? Who, who? I don't even know who the wild card, who the wild cards would be for the AFC. But I don't think any of that really matters. No, because there's nobody that you can see running hot that's on that bottom end of teams in the AFC, and that's including like you know the the Colts or uh, you know somebody in. I think Pittsburgh is still a wild card at large that has a chance to be able to get in. You know, teams down there, you're not expecting anything for them to come in any of those teams. Yeah, yeah, straight up. It's, but we, we got to say the playoffs is, the playoffs is going to be interesting. I just – I know I'm going to be glued to the TV for – yo, speaking of which, this, is it tomorrow? The 49ers in the – In the Ravens. In the Ravens. Yep, yep, that is tomorrow. A lot of people got whoever come out of that game winning the Super Bowl. A lot of people. It's possible. You know, it is possible, especially depending on how the performance of either team, especially if both teams play at a grade A top capabilities, we could be seeing a Super Bowl preview. And, you know, the thing to keep in mind, too, is we are 10 years removed from Miami the last time they had the Super Bowl there with it being the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees getting his first Super Bowl title. So, it's right. you know, we can't necessarily, you know, count out and discount New Orleans. New Orleans is looking tough. Now, can Drew Brees hold up throughout the rest of the year, including the playoffs? Him getting that injury, although it did include some rehabbing and being off the field, that might have actually helped out to preserve his arm just a few more weeks longer. Yeah. I think he I think he came back too fast. And people acting like Teddy Bridgewater ain't go 5-0. and I don't like that shit at all. I'm not even the Saints fan, but I'm – no credit for that. That's going to be more a product of Sean Payton than it is Teddy. But you've seen a whole lot of replacement quarterbacks throughout the league, and most of their records have been subpar. So you're 100% spot. Yeah, bro, but Teddy getting treated like the stepdad at Christmas. That don't get the big like piece of got, chicken. Man, look, look you got you to gotta pay pay homage to what this kid did. No, nobody that When Breeze came back, everybody, and don't get me wrong, Breeze is a general on the field. If you don't respect Drew Brees, then you just don't respect the game, period. But true. a lot of that record has to do with the numbers that Teddy was putting up. That's true. That's true. And they're going to be a tough out because the likelihood is that they're going to be a one or two seed, probably the two. But uh, New Orleans does get the 49ers in New Orleans. So, again, it's going to be some shaping up even there yet. But regardless, the NFC is going to be nasty, and the AFC is going to be nasty, too. 
Uh, yeah. Speaking of nasty with the NFL, your man Antonio Brown, tab five eight one one one. Second best Twitter follower to actually have out there. The legend. Legend. You. Here's my issue with him, and if you haven't kept up on this, and I, I hate that we're giving him this much time, but it's just the ignorance of it, that after he went through the whole rant about the NFL ain't treating him right, he's a slave on a plantation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, he magically came together with a well-thought-out and composed you know, tweet apology, and message, yeah. apology back to, to, craft, to yeah. craft, saying that he aired out about his escapades at the massage parlors in Florida, and be able to come back and then just put that message out. I don't think it has anything to do with the man has now been more contrite. I just think that them bills are starting to tick up a little bit and he ain't used to not having that money coming in. Yeah, man, it's a whole different ballgame when you're not getting them damn checks. When you that should have put a lot you, you, that you, you used to get them in a small man. window anyways. Yeah, man. But you get I think you get the game checks after like every week. Yes. You get a game check. Yep. So it's different because he hasn't he, he hasn't played since what, week three? Yeah. Yeah, come on, man. You missing you missing a lot of bread. Bonuses. It, it's bad enough night. you. Listen, it's bad enough you forfeited the amount of dough that you forfeited just doing silly shit. But now you are casually like you not even get minimum wage, G. Like you not you know what I'm saying? Like you not getting the league minimum. Right. Like you not getting nothing. You go you checking that mailbox every day for no reason, or direct deposit not that direct deposit ring not going off on your phone. One of them. You just not. <laughs> It's one of them things, and you just—I think that that was really AB's way of just trying to get back into somebody's house, you know, saying that, showing some kind of stability. But you done smoked off so much around the league that people not willing to take the chance on you, especially the team that's known for taking chances on people. If you did that to them, that message is going to translate all across the league. Yeah, and unfortunately, Marvin Lewis ain't coaching in Cincinnati anymore, so you don't got a chance of going there either. Uh, even Not with him, him doing this, do you think anybody even gives him a flyer next year? Mm, I think I think he'll get a, I, I think he'll get some looks, but he gonna have a very 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 tight tight rope to walk. Like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be fun for AB. They gonna put some stipulation on there, like you gotta stay off social media or you something something you gotta get off planet Earth in the off season. <laughs> something <laughs> like you gotta. <laughs> They're going to do something, man. Like, there's going to be a lot of stipulations behind his next deal. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see who takes that shot, who gets thirsty enough to think that, you know, he still has some upside. And obviously he does. Uh, you know, outside of Michael Thomas, A.B. is probably the most prolific as far as with catches and, you know, 100-yard games that is available. Yeah. And Mike Evans, you know, uh, but – they don't cause the problems nowhere near what AB is doing. So we'll be seeing what happens with AB here in the near future. But as we loop around with one other thing I want to ask you about with the NFL, let's talk about somebody else that is currently outside of the NFL looking in. And it's for a different reason. You know, we're a couple weeks removed from by the time this podcast gets uploaded from the Colin Kaepernick workout. So we're not going to go into the whole nuts and bolts of it, of how the workout came together, or even quite honestly, what happened at the workout. You almost have to, though. You almost have to. Well, it will we'll loop back into it, but as far as going to, to each thing of that, you know, here's what happened on, you know, the, the, uh, the direct news of doing the timeline. Let's put it this way. When you take all the pieces into consideration, the, the, the short, 
announcement out of the blue after nine months of no communication between the league and Kaepernick's people. And then the workout being set here and done on a Saturday, uh, Cap's people saying that, why not? Let's try to reconsider it and do it maybe later. And NFL saying, no, we got to do it on Saturday. You guys want it. Knowing the pressures that they were going to have, they said no, that there was going to be hardly a two hour window. Yeah, they gave them a two hour window that there wouldn't be any kind of out that they could get off of that. And then for it to be on that Saturday, excuse me, to be on the Saturday. Uh, and then for it to also be where he didn't know which receivers they would be throwing to. All these things where they were, in some ways, Trojan horse, poison pill kind of clauses that if they would have said no in the beginning, then the NFL would have had their out. You include that into then the waiver that, yes, he signed in 2011 versus the one that they were having him sign, which was similar. But, of course, his career and his path of his journey of an athlete in the NFL has been way different since then. You take that into consideration. You take that they couldn't get those things in order. So then he added to to move the workout to somewhere that he had actually met those people during his nonviolent campaign to be able to help with human and rights and for black lives to be able to get that field and get those receivers that he brought in on his own dime together. All these things that they came together to where they're saying that now there's maybe a couple of teams that had some kind of interest out of the 25 that were there, eight showed up. It just each side, it seemed like came together where it was a rush plot to where we all kind of knew that, no trust was really there on either side of the house. So what was it all really for? Yeah. And I I just think how how the the narrative behind it to make to alienate Cap at the end of it when you clearly, clearly didn't have the right intention. I'm and I'm talking about the NFL. Like, yeah, you were giving them a look, but the parameters of it was so so like strict. You know what I mean? Like, how do you really expect people to flourish like that? Like I, I, at the end of the day, like I, I will say this: I'm I'm proud of Cat because they went out there playing checkers and Cat was playing chess. Agreed, agreed. He knew yeah, that somewhere I, along the way that each part of it that the, if he did not at least go through with the process, that the NFL would have had their out. And right. there was a lot of social media angst one way or the other. People saying that you know he would prefer to have been a martyr versus playing football. I don't say that that's necessarily the case, uh, that this was more of a ruse than a real idea for him to be able to get a chance back in the league. I don't see that necessarily being the case, too, that there was probably folks that were working within the NFL side of it that in their hearts thought they were doing the right thing, but not knowing that they were going up against a mighty machine that didn't necessarily want that to happen. Uh, right. It, it just all came off bad, and... The part that makes it tough to to look at is is even if you did want Cap to have an opportunity to be back in the league, he had to have known that that ship is honestly sailed because there's no trust there. And the fact that you didn't want to sign that waiver, that probably did mean that you didn't trust from what was going to happen off the original settlement that you got, that there was going to be some opportunity along the way that you thought that they would try to get over on you again. So, yeah. You went back through this whole thing knowing that you had to do that because the opportunity to potentially still have continuing litigation. And you wouldn't have we wouldn't have been going through this with an opportunity of a, a player really getting a true chance if you didn't believe that was going to happen. Right. Right. And then uh, the with, with so many other different pieces, I heard uh, I'll tell you who I was disappointed in the most the most when they came when everything came out about this whole cap thing was was a uh, was a uh, Stephen A. Smith. 
Yeah, he jumped out the window pretty quick. Like, I'm talking about, like, as you say, off the top ropes. You know what I'm saying? With the old Eddie Guerrero joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, come on, man. Like, you you were so quick, so quick to 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 drag him through the mud for, for what reason? And you got one of the loudest voices out there. And right. I'm talking about his influence. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you got one of, one of the biggest platforms. You on ESPN. You got your own show. You got a... I think he got a podcast and everything too, right? Yeah, because he's got a syndicated show and then they pot it. Yeah, yeah. So you got so you got a lot of different avenues and you used all of these platforms to dog walk cat. Of course you tried to preface it like I I stand with him, I you know what I'm saying, all this other stuff. But for this, nah man. Like you don't you don't get to do that. You don't get to backtrack after you you just, you know, try to try to drag my man. Like you don't that's that's not okay. When he was talking about how Cat planned the whole little thing, like you somehow found a school and then this and then that, and then old girl, the the superintendent of that school district, she was like, I never talked to Cap. <laughs> I never talked to him. This wasn't planned. You can show up to that stadium and do whatever you got to do. As long as this is not anything, you know what I mean? Like you're not vandalizing the stadium, you're using it for its intended purposes, and you're being respectful to, to that area. Like I, we never talked to Cap. We never cleared anything. That, that wasn't something that he planned. And then he goes back to backtrack whatever he said about the narrative in terms of Cap planning it and him ruining jobs for for or ruining future employment. And I'm like, come on, man, Stephen A. Smith, man, you put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. You played yourself. Word up. Yeah, and the thing is, is Ed, you brought up a, a very salient point that. Stephen A. with his approximate $9 million a year plus upside gig from ESPN, if people count in his pockets. With that, it comes a lot of bandwidth of his word. And even if that's what he felt, he could have let that simmer for a second, knowing that he had access to real information. Any random you and I, Tom, Dick, Harry, or Joe getting on Twitter or any other social media platform and start saying something like that, okay, yeah, you're going to get some backlash. But most people aren't going to really hear you unless you've said something that's really viral, that's, you know, honestly vile or something that's going to be offensive to where it can catch with clickbait. But for him just to go out there and say what he was saying without any real content behind it, it left a bad taste in the mouth of a lot of people. And even when he came back and said, you know, he did, like I said, try to backtrack it and this is what he was told the the proof was in the pudding even without most of us getting most of the content you could tell the nfl had it set up a certain kind of way and that this was something that was probably a secondary function of the relationship that jay-z and roger goodell put together and if they really wanted to do it with everybody being on the up and up this wouldn't have happened over the course of they said a two-hour window of being approved by caps people over the course of a seven-day turnaround it would have had some his lawyers didn't like any of those his lawyers didn't like any of the details you need longer than two hours to look at something and if you really wanted to give the man a, a shot on it, why would you be doing it here right now? I mean, the season is essentially over. Nobody's going to bring in a quarterback this late in the season unless it's to fit a certain type of team. You basically set him up to be a practice player. What was the purpose of doing it here right now? And again, with the rush, if you wanted to right. have somebody truly be done on the up and up, then everybody takes a step back. You do it during the offseason. So it was almost like you were just trying to get this done to be able to check something off. And unfortunately, the carnage is, is that both sides of people that really were trying to 
push to be able to say pro to cap in his cause and you know segment that with pro cap with his football cause versus the NFL and what they're doing all party sides have some kind of residue of nastiness on them you know in the NFL right. we we've got our challenges with it. we just talked about the positives of the players in the NFL and the beauty that it brings together with people but this is the ugly side of what the NFL is doing too cap he didn't necessarily play everything 100% to the clean but he still is a I don't want to use the term a martyr in this because I don't think that that's what the purpose of this he still was slighted he was slighted definitely in the situations with this and his career if he's looking forward to being in the NFL I don't see it happening and yeah, it, to, and it, that, that, it sucks it sucks because people again the narr- not to cut you off Drew, but the narrative again was made what it was made and now you know he, he he's suffering for that he was t- he was he was advised by vets on how to do this how to you know what I'm saying like yeah, we we fought for your right to do this we not gonna go back we no and nobody's talking about we go back to what Broadway Joe time right back then you had to kneel for the national anthem but nobody wants to talk about that right nobody has brought up that point yet so it it really it, that shit is painful, man. That to to watch this kid go through this, and you see you 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 saw him. I don't know if he game ready, but I can tell you he one of the best hundred quarterbacks out there. Well, without question, without question. You know what I'm saying? So you you saw him do you saw him doing the drills out there throwing lasers and running and doing all the now again we don't know how that would translate to the field. He been removed for three years. He been removed for three years. Healthy. You ever heard of somebody healthy not getting a job? Not in that industry. And I ended up listening to a, a different podcast. And it was a boxing-themed podcast, but they, they did a quick hit about Kaepernick. And one of the guys that was on used to play in the NFL. You know, he was just completely just left field, just un- to be such a, an educated dude that they love to bring out about, you know, they were Ivy League educator or they went to a Stanford or to a, a Harvard. can be sometimes culturally clueless and miseducated to the common things of the common man was saying things of that you know people really and captain really started doing this until he got benched and all that and that's when it became something noticeable just again you're bringing up that people sometimes have a voice and their voices spewing things that are completely incorrect which can almost get you into certain places that i don't want to talk about right now because we'd be switching our show into a more politically themed podcast which we don't necessarily need to get up on right now but in general just people are putting out bad conversation points about what happened with cap going away from the original reason for why the man decided to do what he was doing to be able to talk about the injustices that happen and the police brutality that happens with black and brown people everything else after that is supposed to be a period let's have a conversation but for some reason we haven't been able to get into that to get that separated and oddly enough it's been a big talking point and a big target item um, again, this is the Thanksgiving weekend and a movie came out that shows and depicts what can end up happening to the social norms and the social environment if we have these issues with police relations between black and brown people. Um, Lena Waite's screenplay that was brought out, Queen and Slim. Have you had an opportunity to be able to see it yet? Nah, man, but I'm trying to. I'm I'm trying to go see that man. I, I I haven't heard anything bad about that movie yet. Did you know me and the lady? We were able to catch it last night, so I'm not going to do too heavy into it. But we'll make sure we get back up on another episode. The movie I think all the way around was done excellent. There's some things in there that I will say are tough to be able to wrap your head around and, and might have been sensationalized but overall just the art the way that it was shot the depiction of just the black beauty and just the being of the love and the culture that was dope 
and that they took you to certain towns in the South that were forgotten of or that had a very historic reasoning for why they feel certain ways about the police. So it was just, it was a, uh, it was touching. Yeah, um, man. It, it was a touching movie. I, I, I want to go see it, man. I, I might, shit, I might leave work early tomorrow, though. Go sneak me some Chipotle into the theater, man. Here you go. And partake. Come on, man. She gonna you roll up put... a burrito and put it into your, your triple fat goose. Man, look, you 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 won't put no food in your girl's purse. Yeah, yeah. You just what you just said. I'm putting it in her purse. I ain't rolling up a quesadilla and trying to slide it in with my wheat Tim's. It's a solo mission. First of all, stop. I told you. Listen, it's a solo mission, G. So I gotta do what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right, all right. Just because you get the, the three pack roll tacos and putting them inside of your Yankee fitted, just whatever you got to do to be able to get them joints in. Have fun with your Chipotle. We I don't wear half price cargo shorts like you, so I got to uh, work with what I got to work with. Hey, you know what? Cargos give a lot of utility when you're working around the house. Don't you sit there and judge me, you bastard. <laughs> you work in sales. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so when you check out that. Uh, check out Queen of Slim. We'll we'll loop back to it, and hopefully you get it within the next couple of weeks because it it is it'll be something that I think the movie will age well, uh, and that's saying something because the the content it I think unfortunately will be around for a lot of our days, probably our children's days. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. So anybody that has not seen it, go check it out, and if you can, go check it out within the next uh, week or two while those sales are ringing because it's a big concept and a big move with how the movie was shot, how it was produced. Of the screenplay, the writers, the EPs having final say and not letting anybody, aka the man, have final say on how the movie was shot, cut, and produced and filmed and pushed to market. So I think that's just beautiful. So I think we should make sure that we do our best to give support where we can. Uh, no, for real. Now, last thing that we'll get to on this episode, my good sir, we've always got to make sure on For the Taste that we hit the three B's of business boxing and bullshit. Um, I think that we, we got to a little bit of the business of sports and the business of movies with our first couple of topics and talking about folks that are outside of the NFL. The business, I, I did get a little shout out about make sure people go support. And the holiday season, we already know that people are out there spending money. So there's no need to get into too much of that because I know in our next episode, episode we want to talk more about the holiday season with people that we know that are in the retail side of the game and just what they're seeing the trends of the the dollars being moved around i want to make sure we get a little more detail on that upcoming episode so we'll finish up with the boxing part here because over the next couple weeks we have seen somebody that involves heavyweight dynamic you know power and then we've also got something that is going to be very dynamic of a show in the heavyweight division in a couple weeks so let's go backwards because you your barbershop has probably got a whole different kind of mode than mine does yeah. i usually go in the morning it's a lot quieter the high am nah it's drinking all day of mine see so how <laughs> was the, all day. how was the response when you was over there with people ended up hearing about the the one-handed one hit a quitter from alabama with deontay wilder you know stopping luis ortiz oh. in their rematch of a fight that was very entertaining last year that ended in the 10th round after wilder had some issues but this one was a t um they actually made it official tko7 by deontay wilder retaining his piece of the way crown i don't it's it's not even fair anymore. Like who? Like who was? 
who else is there? He hasn't fought Joshua yet, right? No, not yet. I think that's the main one. Like, that's the one everybody else is, like, chomping at the bit for is him to fight Joshua. But he got to do something, man. He got to – because after, after this one and whoever his next one is, like, I don't think there's anything but maybe a few Avengers left or something that he can fight. Like, I don't – like, he different, son. Like, that's – and we – Rogan and all them said it best, man. That Brenda Schaub and all them cats, man. Not to get him run, but he might be the best knockout artist since Tyson. Well, he's in this current generation. The the right hand, it's an eraser. I mean, I've said it a few different ways, and you know, this is with the the OG Bino being on the show too. Of Deontay Wilder is not the the best boxer, but he's a hell of a fighter. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. You, but you can tell, man. He, it's a lot of hurt being let go when he throwing them punches. He, and he's gotten know, better. That shit is, he's technically gotten better too over the years. I don't know. That is fucking terrifying. That's terrifying. Is that he's not he he's in this ring, but he's not boxing. He's just fighting. Now you let him get some form of technique or something behind it. Y'all in trouble. I don't know, man. But it's. Especially with that contract, because he, how did he do the contract with the zone? He, he turned down the contract with them, right? Yeah. So yeah. he could fight Fury, yep, yep. Joshua, and somebody else. He turned, he turned down the contract. So he does his own shit. He all independent. Well, he basically bet on himself. And there's some backdoor moves with his, his advisor, Al Heyman, of how, long story less long, the zone was willing to put up $100 million to be able to get the fight. And, uh, for him to be able to get a three-fight deal to fight Anthony Joshua, but he would have been locked in. Instead, he went with getting these deals of 15 to $20 million to be able to get the Tyson Fury rematch, which is now good to go for February 22nd, I think they say is the working date for that fight. So, like I said, he's got two fights in. You know, if he can get this this uh, Tyson Fury fight nailed down and get through this one here, it really comes down to seeing what happens next week or it'll be December 7th, clashing the dunes with Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz. That's going to be what's going to happen. You know, can Andy Ruiz, you know, pull off the upset again, um, the biggest betting upset that has been since Tyson Douglas, or will Anthony Joshua come back through and be able to continue the money train? So as far as what a week out, what are your thoughts about AJ being able to pull that off? Because you already brought up AJ's really the only person that people look at while they're having a legit chance. You know, AJ's still got to get through that fight. Yeah, man, I think, I, I think... I think Ruiz just landed a couple lucky ones. You know what I'm saying? Like them shits behind the ear gonna sit you down. It don't it don't matter who you are, it don't matter how much real estate you take up in the ring, you you take one of them punches behind the ear, it's gonna sit you down. And Ruiz just landed some lucky shots. But I don't know, man. I don't I don't see Ruiz winning this time around. I think I think Joshua gonna try and sit him down early. Well, the thing that happened with that first fight too was AJ was supposed to have been fighting Jarrell Miller. You know, shouts out to Brooklyn, New York stand up. Yeah, um, yeah. That's one of the finest right there. Yeah, but he got popped with like seventy two different versions of, you know, testosterone and human growth hormone. So um Andy Ruiz came in late edition and some people might have said AJ took his eye off the ball. There was also stories that AJ got buzzed and, you know, severely stopped in sparring and he may have not had all his cobwebs clear. He was his first fight coming over from the UK. So all those things coming into play, even with them moving this fight to Saudi Arabia, AJ is a Muslim. So that part won't be as much of a problem, regardless of the world human rights issues that are going on in Saudi Arabia. If you can ever get a chance before the fight goes live, take a look at the stadium that they built because there's this outdoor festival that they're doing. It It's sick. 
you know, just how, yeah. you know, the, the dimensions of this 15,000 seat arena that they put together and about 95% of the products are supposed to be able to go back to being um, consumable, you know, break down um, reusable materials. So even with the fight going on in Saudi Arabia, I think that my prediction will end up being that Anthony Joshua will find a boring way to be able to get the win, to be able to get those belts back and continue on with his legacy. Even if he wanted to cash out, you know, and they say that the guarantee that he's getting anywhere from 40 to 60 million dollars for this fight guaranteed. So, you know, to be 32 years old or I'm sorry, under 30 years old with that kind of guaranteed and you've already been making some money here in the last year and a half. I think he'll get through and get the W. So I'm finally going to go on the record officially and say Anthony Joshua by decision win. I think it's going to be a boring fight. Good thing it's going to be on the zone. I've already paid for my subscription, so I'm not putting any kind of pay-per-view money up. Because I got hustled out of pay-per-view money for that trash pay-per-view of Wilder Ortiz last week. Because it was. It was a trash pay-per-view. But the knockout was dope. But I, you know, I was hanging out with my sister and my big bro. Salute to them since we were out of town. And that was the only way to be able to catch the fight. Because they were throwing tickets out for free from what the word on the curb was. I mean, tumbling ringside tickets for 60 bucks because they couldn't get people out there. But I was out of town. So, yeah, that's what happened when you try to overcharge. I mean... Somebody's got to try to fake make that money you're up gonna, for the $20 million. You're going to eat that one way or another, man. Yeah. That profit margin is a bitch. Hey, you, you, the, you already brought up Wilder walked away from a $100 million contract, and that means people had to guarantee he's going to get some money somewhere close. So some folks yeah. are going to get gouged along the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so if you've got a chance to be able to get anywhere near the zone, any of our listeners, which we do have a good chunk of quality boxing heads, that the zone app is made its value it's been worth the the money of being able to have it uh that's where the fight's gonna be at or you know team stream probably at the bars i think it'll be something that'll have some crossover appeal and it'll be in the afternoon so i think that'll be a good likelihood you'll be able to find it somewhere if aj comes through and gets that win we're still no closer to seeing him versus wilder i think that's still at least another year out which gives both of them a likelihood of getting stopped and the person getting stopped would probably be aj forgive us as we currently record i did not know that my quality quiet neighborhood now has ghetto birds flying through it uh but it is thanksgiving weekend so you know everybody patrolling in somebody (laughs) they're trying to get somebody for real for real right now they might be telling me that it's time to be able to wrap this joint up before some issues come through one thing i will say since we are recording during the thanksgiving weekend it would be and i'm just going to use one of our good college words apropos to not at least uh, not at least give a little bit of appreciation and thankfulness for what we have and what we've got going on so b if you want to here as we wrap the show up just give a quick reason for thanks um and just let the folks know why you're appreciative of what we got no man first and foremost i'm thankful that i saw today not just today but the days that i've seen before me and whatever days i see ahead of me um thankful for uh family friends and loved ones um thankful that the that is it's food in the fridge to put on the table and that the lights come on when i hit the switch you know what i mean so yeah i'm thankful for that and and a lot more but i'm not gonna use up all the time giving all that out but just know that I, i i'm walking around in this thing extremely thankful not just today or on on that holiday that a lot of people celebrate but all around i mean that's real and you wouldn't have been wrong if you'd have taken up a few more seconds of being appreciative we don't really get a a whole lot of time to to truly reflect and be thankful i mean we respect and we give appreciation for the people that are around and we love 
those people and we give thanks that we have good people but you know to truly sit there and reflect and be thankful for things we don't really do that except for these kind of weekends and this weekend in particular which that ain't necessarily something that we should be doing um, you should yeah. be doing your best to be able to give thanks to people as frequent as you can without it seeming like you're just being you know corny and just trying to be overkill but you know if somebody opens that door for you every tuesday when you go get your coffee be thankful for them and say man i appreciate you man even if that co-worker works your nerves a little bit if they're helping you to be able to provide to put food on your table and keep them lights on in your house occasionally tell patty over in accounting you know i thank you for doing your job that way my job gets a little bit easier but just like in general i'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to be on a platform to be able to express myself, express the opinions of some of my best friends and their journeys and their ideas of things that we just did when we were kids, you know, coming up and not necessarily knowing what we were going to do. And for the people that listen and download on the different platforms to actually listen to us, I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my growing family. Thankful for the ongoing opportunity to be able to have these conversations with y'all. And, you know, with that, I think that's the best way to be able to get out with this week's episode. B, I appreciate you as always, my brother. Um, yes, sir. You know, at Sando is the tagline on Instagram. That's the best way to be able to get a hold of them on on Twitter too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't really been on Twitter in a in a while, so Instagram is probably the best way to find me. The gram or Snapchat, one of the two. Man, underscore Sando on Instagram, Sando dot on on Snapchat. Yeah, man. Make sure that you follow our guy. Salute to the brethren, Mister Norris, out there trying his best to not get arrested during Black Friday because he's probably got some madness going on in his stores where he's at right now. Blessings and well wishes to all of our listeners again during this holiday season. We thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. And do your best to be able to get some holiday cheer to some of the people that are out there. Follow BK Norris 13. Follow Mr. Duncan 4 at For The Taste Show. We will make sure that we get out a little bit of holiday merch and it'll be on the free. You'll see it up on the At For The Taste IG post. I think the man's supposed to be able to get that squared away for me by the 10th of December. So we'll have another show before we end up having that announcement of what's going on with the holiday merch. I don't want to get long-winded on the way out of the episode because I don't need to. Y'all be blessed. Blessings to everybody. Be well. CJ, Vino, be love on the other side. Be well. Until the next time, we out. Yeah. Peace.